Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the Better Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Dudley, and I have a special guest, brand new guest on today, Kayla Allen. She is a former nurse and turned wellness coach, excuse me, and she is on. And in her story, um, when I heard it, it's just incredible and super relatable to mine and to um, some of yours out there. And maybe even just a place that you are starting to find yourself in, that you're questioning things. And I hope that this episode will give you a chance to see maybe how Kayla's unfolded and it might be it might give you some things that that might help you in making these tough decisions. So welcome, Kayla. Thank you. It's good to be here. That I wanted to be a nurse. And so with that, started um working as a nursing assistant and then went to college for nursing and just continue to step into those pieces of helping others. I'm also a mom. So I have two kids, uh, both daughters, 11 and eight, and I've been married for 15 years to my husband. And we just love life together as a family unit. But most importantly, outside of the value of family, which is top secondary is really just living out loud and helping people understand um, how to uh, love what they value and do what they love doing, despite maybe what others have told them that they should be doing. I like that. I like uh, living out loud, like taking up space, being seen. Sometimes it's hard to do as women. Okay. So you're in nursing. Talk about those moments that you started to realize this, this is taking its toll on me or also that this just isn't where I'm being called to be right now. I've been a nurse for 15 years, a registered nurse, and I've absolutely loved it. I've been uh, working at, I worked at Mayo Clinic and I worked primarily outpatient in the primary care setting and had a big, extreme passion for preventative medicine, right? Truly believing that instead of chasing chronic disease, what can we do to prevent our health? And I really enjoyed working in different areas of primary care because they all had meaning and value to me, but yet I did multiple things because I always was curious, right? Like I'm a learner and a grower. So not only did I help in the sense of like triage nursing, but I helped in uh, the scope of leadership. I helped in the scope of education. I've helped people from, I always said like the womb to the tomb, right? Like (laughs) OB all the way to the 98 year old that Um, I was helping the family with hospice care and I loved everything all in between, but I liked the differences because they all stacked upon each other. But what I learned is that I was tapped at a early stage in my career for committee work and leadership. And um, I kind of was like, oh, maybe I should own this identity, this identity of like stepping into leadership. And I stepped into it in um, very minimal forms within the clinical setting that I could. But then eventually um, went into a leadership position because I felt like, okay, I should take this step, right? Like all these people are telling me, hey, you'd be good at this. I'm like, why don't I give it a shot? Hmm. And I found myself in a leadership position where I didn't have many reporting staff to me, but I was helping to um, understand that literal, like that structure, right, Mm -hmm. of what managers and admin staff do. But I found myself very isolated, 
I found myself working independently and position I was in, I just felt like I missed that patient contact and I missed working within a team of people, right? Because that mm-hmm. the fire that lit my belly. And so there was a point in time where I identified to be in a dark place, I guess mm-hmm. is the best. Sure. In the fact, I have dealt with chronic depression from a very young age and I found myself in kind of a, a spout of that season of dark depression because not only was my mental health not great, but also the job I don't think was suiting what I valued most and I knew I probably needed to make a change. Mm-hmm. So through working with seeking help and really standing and getting to a better place, my mental health, it was a great experience because at the time it was horrible, right? Like that's mm-hmm. never a good right. But back, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because through the intensive treatment that I went through, I really was able to identify myself and who I was called to be and what my truth was mm-hmm. and not the truth of other people. And that really stirred me to say, awaken and say, oh my goodness, I could do whatever I want to do, right? Like I don't have to work eight to five. Like I mm-hmm. can be with my I can still deliver hope in other ways, but I don't need to be locked into this because just because somebody tapped on my shoulder and said, hey, you're going to be a great leader. You should do this or Mm -hmm. go for your or all these things. Like, I feel as though in life, like when we're told those stories on the outside, we feel like we have to continue to do those things, right? But for me, I was just like, that situation of a deep, dark depression led to discovery of no, that doesn't need to be you. Like, Mm. what do you value and what is your truth? Like your inner truth and how are you going to continue to live that? And so that was probably the basis of me stepping in to something different outside Mm. of nursing where I left the position and went back to a part-time position in primary care of preventative medicine And at the same time, became an independent certified health coach. And that really was like the best of the best, right? Mm -hmm. Because like I had a part-time job working as a nurse, but then I also was able to start helping and um, providing hope through people's lives through the coaching piece. And I just couldn't have thought of a better day. Like Mm -hmm. every day I woke up and I was like, living the dream. Yeah. Like I don't see at work. I felt like every day was a vacation. I literally told people like, I feel like today is another day of vacation and people would roll their eyes and they wouldn't understand. And I really think it was because I was like checking in, checking out for the job. Right. Mm -hmm. But starting to use my creativity, that creative brain and that truth that was inside of me outside of my primary nursing job. The line that struck me was these, that people on the outside were telling you like, you should do this or you would be great at this. And I think that happens to us a lot. I know like my dad was a teacher and then a principal and things like that. And so that's the path I took. I just remember hearing things like, oh, you'd be a great teacher. Like it's just in your blood. You know, I had aunts and uncles that were teachers. So you kind of take that on. And I don't think anyone's trying, no one's trying to like be negative or mean to you by doing that. They they just truly see you as a leader, right? Those people were saying, you know, trying to compliment you, but you take this on and you're like, oh yeah, I mean. I guess, like, I should go do that. But that whole should notion, I think, is tough. It's very, uh, it's not, doesn't have what you desire in the forefront and what lights you up. And so I love how you made that shift to part-time. And I think sometimes that can also, if you have that chance to the listeners to go part-time in something that you know is not where you belong, but you're not ready to fully leave it, do it. 
for me, it, well, I couldn't go part-time. I either had to teach or not teach, but I was lucky enough to be on a leave so that I kind of had that safety net of I could go back to the classroom if I wanted. So I love that. So it's kind of like a baby step towards fully leaving it because you eventually completely left. And tell me about that. How did you, what was that like? Eventually stopped being part-time and just went full on with your coaching. There was a time, I remember my husband was always like, this is not going to be forever, right? Like you're not going to be able to do both forever because you're continuing with your passion Mm. of helping others. And that he's like, that's your light, right? Like I see that being the impact and your purpose of being in this world, right? Like that's you. Um, And he's like, I just see there's so many other positive things like with our family and you being able to be home with them and us being able to go on vacations and not having to ask for time off and Mm. all these like non-monetary things. And so I remember we kind of came to a point where both are busy, right? Not only was it busy being a mom and a wife and a friend, but also working part-time. And then um, that other side of the a business that was growing. And what I remember is just sitting down and being like, okay, there's one of two options. You just either have to continue as is, or you're going to have to take a leap of faith. I just remember like taking time of reflection mm-hmm. and kind of being like, what is, and I was in a really good mindset. And I would have to say that mindset was really from like a year prior. I was really diving into self-development okay. and self-growth. And without that, I don't think I could have made this decision. Mm-hmm. So I just want clear on that. However, when I was about, when I made the decision, I was like, what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my nursing license. I'm going to keep it active. We're stable in our income. We're very, we may have to be fiscal for a year, but what could blossom out of this? Mm. And then I remember asking myself a question and I asked myself, if I were to have one more year to live, I know mm. this kind of sounds morbid, yeah. <laughs> but if I have one more year to live, how would I want to live it? Mm. And the question that answered the leap that I took yeah. because it was like, I want to do what I'm doing outside of nursing full time. I want to be with my family. I want to do the things that I love and value and the, the area where I feel like I can make most impact. I love two things out of that. One is asking what could blossom out of this because I think so often we, I, I, I did the same thing, like worst case scenario, what could happen? And then, you know, sometimes it's hard to forget, we forget to ask, well, what's the best that could happen? And sometimes we don't even know what the best is that can happen because I kind of been a believer in sometimes we need to take the leap in order to get to see the new doors of opportunity. We don't maybe get to know what they are yet until we take the leap. At least that's my story. And then the other thing was how you guys decided what was important. Like, sure, monetary things, but your family, being home with them and that that was more important to you guys than, you know, the hustle and bustle of grinding it out nine to five type of a thing. I think that if you can talk in that area, that's what did it for my husband and I was we stopped talking about, well, if I did this, I could match my income. Or what if I worked on this, then I could replace the income. And instead of getting in that space, truly went with, no, I want to be home with our youngest. We haven't had enough time together. The the kids are getting too old too fast, and I don't want this to just fly by. And I don't want them to be 18 and move out and have us look at each other like, man, I wish I was home more. Man, I wish I you know, gave our family time back by being here and taking care of those tedious things throughout the day while they're gone and then giving more time back to the family. So I like that that's where you kind of took your conversation and also thought of that blossom, like what could blossom into this. So 
So you take the leap. You had the mindset work as well. I think that's really important to not skip over. Tell me about like what things were you doing to make sure that you were growing as a person and in your knowledge and yourself, because I think we forget about that. And we just see on social media, like, oh, she just bam, decided to leave her job that day and now launch this big company. Well, that's not usually how it went. Usually there was a lot of inner work in there. And I know that it has been for me and I continue to do it. But what did that look like for you? I feel like the work of the personal development and growth led to the peace-led decision. Not like the day after I left, I, w- I wasn't scared. Like I just mm. had peace and felt so good about the decision, which coming from a person with depression and high anxiety, I've never experienced that. And you mm. would think of all times, this would be like the time that I would be super anxious. Uh-huh. So the things that got me there, I mean, I would say the one that started with myself, right? I had to really understand that I was in a good place. I had to accept one of my chronic disease of anxiety and depression and make sure I was getting the proper help for that. Mm. Um, and always own that. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I tried to hide it because of society. And I learned that when I decided to own it, I, and got the help and talked about it, it it normalized it for me. Mm. Right. I feel like mental health was stable. That was good by, you know, doing medication and therapy and all those things that come with that, but also caring for my own health and, flourishing in that, right? Having good nutrition every day and water intake and motion, all those things also matter. Then I believe just learning to surround yourself with people that have the same energy flow as you. Mm. So we could call it community, right? But Mm -hmm. like, who are those influencers? Like, who are you spending time with that really motivate you and allow you to be comfortable? Mm. Because sometimes I believe that people we are surrounded with can either make good or negative impact when we step out of that, right, or put those boundaries up of that negativity, we can, it can help us in decisions like the decision that I took. That self-talk, self-talk and self-development, like the angry monkey in my head, (laughs) that's a lot of work, right? Some of that was therapy, some of that was just through self-discovery, reflection, journaling, all those things. Mm -hmm. Because the person, I call him the angry monkey in my head, could tell me a whole different story, right? Like, well, what are you going to think? And what is he going to think? And what about all of them, right? And what about all these, what if I'm never um, accepted back to Mayo because Mm. I left and all these things, right? And that was just a filtered story that was being created by my mind. And so having the work to understand how to flip the switch or flip the story, right? Mm -hmm. Having growth mindset made a huge difference in taking that step. Other things was just like learning about like different self-development books and podcasts and mm. listening to people like you, right? Yeah. That the leap and like they talk about their story was also helpful and finding that that time for you. Mm-hmm. We're busy as moms and busy as, you know, these in our work. I always say it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a little, right? Mm-hmm. Even if I spent 15 minutes working on myself over time, like over 300 five days, it makes such a big difference. And mm-hmm. so it's not like I had to spend two hours a day on myself. It was those like little increments of time that built up over time to help me in a season that I didn't even know was going to kind of happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Did you notice too, while you were doing this throughout, you know, I don't know, years worth of time or longer that what, what worked for you in different seasons was different? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Just depending on what was happening was mm-hmm. dependent on how I was helped, but also I do feel like they all 
built on top of themselves, right? Like Mm -hmm. every time it was like a different thing, but it helped for the next thing. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Like sometimes I think I'm coming from a background and my listeners know of an MLM, like wellness company, which I credit so many things to one pushing my comfort zone to get me to where I am today and bringing a lot of amazing people into my life. So I don't have anything bad to say, but what I will say is a lot of those workout programs or, you know, plans are very masculine. I have an episode about cyclical living. And so men have an energy burst every day. Women do not. We have like two high energy weeks and approximately two low energy weeks in a month. So to think that we're just going to every single day, do a hard workout, like hit the gym, all the things that just doesn't flow, I guess, for me or anyone that has tried probably most women, because you probably get two weeks into your program and think, well, now this week I want to quit. It's probably because you're in a low energy week and should adjust and, and do some walking or journaling more instead of those really physical things. So yeah, I just like to point that out to people like it can change over time. You can add in things as you need to and adjust things as you need to, right? And I think it's about that reflection. Mm-hmm. Learning and personal like growth of myself, like reflection is so huge, right? Like experiences happen to us and it's about the reflection of how we grow from it. Right. So I just look back in my nursing career and I'm so thankful for Mayo and what they provided for self-development and opportunities because the nurse I was, you know, year one Mm -hmm. to where I end, all that change was because of like mentorship opportunities and different things. Right. And Mm -hmm. that has been able to help me where I am today, right? Like that was the the building blocks of the right. foundation. So I just feel like even at times if we're unhappy in the situation, like it's hard to at the time, but it's so important to be like, again, flipping into the growth mindset of like, what is good about this? Yeah. Because human brains will go into negativity. Mm-hmm. Like I refer it to as like below the line, right? Yeah. But like, it's so important to say like, what is the positive out of this? And I think that's really helped me over time. Even if it's been something that was like long ago, it has been a building block to where I am today. And like what I'm doing today, I might not know is a building block of what's going to happen in two years, right? Like we don't want the future is going to hold, but I think when we can get in that mind of processing, I think it's only, it only helps us. Yeah. I love that. If you like mic drop right there, we've, we've (laughs) got it all. So I hope that our listeners can take your story and really apply it to their own lives. And if they haven't started with some of these things that you mentioned, like working on themselves or putting that time in to reflect and to kind of, I love the other tip of flipping that thinking of like, yeah, I'm sure we can find lots of negative things, but can we find something positive and what, what could happen in that light? It just really flips our thinking and our brain's going to go seek those positive things and, and help create them now instead of fighting against us. So is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't gotten to yet today? I don't think so. This is so much fun. Like this is (laughs) the first time of being able to share a piece of my story. So I just appreciate your invite. And I would just, just leave with the listeners of just saying like, don't forget to be reminded of your truth. Right. Mm, And critic in your head to overtake what the inner truth really is for yourself and, and live the life. Right. We only get one. We only get one life. So live it as you want to live it each day. Yes, I love that. So if our listeners want to get in touch with you or find out more about you or follow along with your journey, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me at Kayla at CoachKaylaAllen.com and or you can follow me on Facebook. I'm public. So Kayla Allen, A-L-L-E-N. Perfect. I'll link all this in the show notes too. So thank you so much for being on. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner, 
or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.